Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Romance at a Glance. This is season two, episode eight, and today we are discussing Lover Unleashed, book number nine of the Black Dagger Brotherhood. I'm Bridget, and with me as always is my co-host, Shawnee. How are you doing today, Shawnee? I'm ready for the pain, Bridget. I'm ready for the pain. You gonna bring the pain? Oh, we gonna bring the pain. Let's bring it. <laughs> Romance at a glance. Uh-huh. Romance at a glance. What you saying Romance at a glance. Go ahead, girl. Okay, so we are at book number nine. This book is Pain, the twin sister of Vicious, and Manny Manello, MD, the chief of surgery who used to be Jane's best friend and wannabe paramour. Uh, This book also sort of felt like it was really like Pain and Manny and Vicious and Jane's book because the side plot was really, really half the book, minimally. Yeah, absolutely. I actually said that this book is Vicious and Jane's book and and Pain and Manny are a subplot of their book. And, and I read online I like- that J.R. Ward wanted, she didn't like how uh, Vicious's book ended or whatnot. And so she wanted, I uh-huh. think, some sort of redemption or to go in depth into their story. So that's actually how uh, this book like came about. And I can definitely see that happening. However, I do think it was done poorly because I felt like they were rewriting Vicious's story. Like, I totes agree. I have so many notes about that. Let me catch the people up. So when we left off in the previous book, Wrath had just accidentally broken Payne's back while they were sparring in the Scribe Virgin's territory. And the Scribe Virgin finally decided to let her come to the other side when Wrath was like, let me help her, you crazy bitch. (laughs) And um, John, Matthew, and Zex happily made it. Not in this book at all, which is fine. Uh, Not fine. Not fine. I mean, it's not fine, but it is fine because I feel like they're happily made it. And so I can just be enjoying, I can still be enjoying them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, wait, 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 wait. Because like, so, so, they're going to be, in, I bet you they're going to be in the next book a lot yeah. with Quinn and Blake. But, okay, sorry. I messed up your train of thought for, like, what's the recap. But I just have a question. Because did yes. this book happen simultaneously with John and Zex's story? And the reason I ask that is because uh, Manny hears somebody running on the treadmill, like, for dear life. That's Quinn. Oh, that was no, Quinn. Quinn. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Quinn, because remember, Quinn then is like, in one week, I did this to myself. Oh, okay. So it's Quinn who's been running. Got it, got yeah. it. Yeah. So Quinn, bringing us to Quinn, stupidly let Blay go last uh, book. So dumb. Because he's all up in his head about the Glymeria and what a male should be, and that he can't be gay, and even though his family's all got slaughtered by lessers, he still is letting them influence his decisions. And... Jane goes at the very beginning of this book into the human world to find Manny because he is the best best orthopedic surgeon and she does not have the expertise to fix the break in Payne's back. So that's where we're at at the beginning of this book. So much happens in this book. It is a really long book. Again, I mean, they're all long, but it bears repeating that this book is not short. It's not short at all. And I have a question for you, Bridget. Do you have it? Tell me. Do you have any fun facts this week? Well, I don't know that it's fun, um, but as many of our dear listeners know, J.R. Ward had to cancel her book launch event that was going to be in Cincinnati this month in March, and 
Fun fact, she is going to do a, sort of a replacement event, I guess you could think of it as, in August. And also is for sure planning to do the event next April as is normal. And she has been doing it for 10 years in Cincinnati. Oh, wow. And why why you ask in Cincinnati, Shawnee? Yeah, Did why? I hear you say that? I was thinking that, actually. <laughs> I was going to ask that. Thanks, Bridget. I don't know. And if you do, let us know. My guess is that there are just a lot of Midwest fans. It's uh, near-ish to the center of the country. It's not. It's in the it's in the Middle East, as I like to, to call it, being from Chicago, because it is not the East Coast, but it is also not the Midwest. It's the Middle East. Um, yeah, so I'm not actually quite sure. I mean, there's a ton of population in that region, in like Ohio, Pennsylvania, close to the East Coast. She's like lives in the South, but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so if you do know, you tell us, and then we'll tell the people. <laughs> I think it's like like far enough away from her home uh, people won't come to her house. It's probably cheap enough that people can come from out of state and like be able to afford a, you know, a hotel and the couple of days it takes to be there yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's got to be. Yeah, that's true. Cuz you don't want to do it in New York City. That's just rude cuz then people have to drop like 3 grand on hotels exactly. and flights. Like but but it's like nowhere in Cincinnati. <laughs> Yeah, Cincinnati, it's like they could probably get reasonable deals yeah. at their convention centers. And that's a good point. I like I that. Think so. It's conscientious. If we ever do something like that, we should obviously choose to not do it in Los Angeles, which is incredibly expensive. And we should choose to do it somewhere a mite more economical for the folk. You know, you can like go like two hours out of LA and actually find like economical stuff like Victorville. You know, like. <laughs> Like <laughs> I learned, I learned that out in the desert, I learned where nobody is exactly. But like, I learned that Victorville was getting a huge gang population because it's so cheap to live out there. Like, all the gangs from LA were, were relocating to Victorville. So smart. And I was like, economic. So smart. Good for them. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes complete sense. <laughs> Speaking of gangs relocating, yes. we have a new cast of characters in this book. We do. The Band of Bastards. How would you pronounce XCOR as a name, Shawnee? Well, I mean, score is what they say in the book. So, <laughs> so that's. I always say. X core <laughs> in my mind. X core. Actually, score. When I when I so uh, as I'm listening, I don't ever get to see what it looks like. So when I was actually doing my yeah. notes and saw that it was spelled uh-huh. <laughs> with a big X in front of it, I was like, uh, I was like, who's this character? X core. X core. Who's X core? And I was like, oh wait a minute, that's score. <laughs> but you know it's funny because I'm sure Zex is supposed to be sex, but I always pronounce it Zex, <laughs> just like Zadis. <Zetus>, but. <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like score, I, I can love with score. Uh, let's briefly just cover them because I brought it up first, even though normally I go with the central couple first. Let's just change it up. Oh, today, wait, but Johnny. no, but Zex is Zex because in the audio, it's also Zex and her name is Zexanya. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes me feel better yes. about my pronunciation mm-hmm. game. We write on that one. All right. Tell us. Okay. Tell us. I would like to not start at the beginning where it began. When we find out that he thinks he's the son of the blood letter, I would like to begin in the motel room where they rock that prostitute's world, Shawnee. Oh, oh, they rocked it. <laughs> Holy shit! I would. I think that's the best fucking of the whole series. Oh yeah, so far. absolutely. Even when they like, I and mean, then after when they like suck her blood from her thigh. Oh, oh my god! She was like, "I want to pay them." 
Yeah. She's like, I'm going to give them my phone number. <laughs> and they're like both fingering her at the same time while alternating feeding from each femoral artery. And she's just orgasming over and over. And I was like, this is what I want. This is the dream. This is the dream. This is the literal dream <laughs> is, especially for you, Shawnee. I was thinking about you the whole time. Oh, my God. Yes. She she describes <laughs> she describes how they don't talk at all the whole time. <laughs> and they just, they're very coordinated and they just keep switching positions and just giving it to her. And I was like, this is Shawnee's dream. Two incredibly stacked hotties who don't speak at all and just know what to do. Oh, yeah. They just, just know what to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. At that scene, I, I'm not going to lie. I rewound it. Listened again, <laughs> you know, for the podcast and I'll make sure I had it, you know. Just for the podcast. Correct. Uh, but yeah. absolutely, like, the, the she describes it so well that they're dan- they, they've done this before. Yeah. They've done this dance before. Yeah. They know where each other's going. And then I thought yeah. it was over. And then they did the biting scene. And I was like, ah, I'm done. I'm done. Rewind. Yeah. Rewind. Done. Uh, I'm just going to give you a little little tease, a little taste here, folks. Sucking on him as his buddy fucked her good. She was all about the sensations of being filled, of being invaded by hard, blunt cocks that rocked her body. And I was like, yes, she is. Yes, she is. It's going downtown. Get, get, get it, get it, get it. I... Again, I'm going to say number one sex scene of the, of the series so far. Oh, yeah. For me. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I was like, I was like, are these dudes going to get their own books? Because if they can throw down, first of all, this is our dream. Is it a thruple waiting to happen? We don't this know. This is our dream, Bridget. <laughs> this is our dream. <laughs> like, this is what Vicious and Butch could have been, but they was playing. This is, this, this could have been us. <laughs> but this you played. could have been all of us. Dear sweet Jesus, sweet warden, sweet. give us what we want. <laughs> give us the thruple. Give us the thruple. Uh, yeah, so a, a couple other things that we found out about them that I thought were, you know, interesting. I do think at the moment I sort of don't care about their storyline as much. I know in future, like I, at the beginning of the book, I was kind of just like, oh, okay, they're this band. He thinks that he's the bloodletter's son. Now he's trying to get vengeance on pain. Uh he they come to the new world and i i did like once he started talking about how he wanted to take down wrath not because he hates wrath or anything just cuz he covets being the king and he wants the power i was like okay okay that's a fun villain yeah. i'm enjoying that yeah. like no animosity towards wrath or the brotherhood he just wants to be the king and i was like <laughs> i respect I, okay I that's respect that. that's an interest cuz like the lessers like hate them and the lessers like hate everything they stand for and they're with the Omega and evil. And I, I like the idea of the him not being connected to the evil and just being not even an evil person, just like a power hungry one. Yeah. So that was well, cool. and, and to me, even the lessers, like, I don't even feel like they have an inherent hate, hate of the brotherhood. I think they have an inherent hate of the Omega and going back to the Omega. Like, and the, That's and the brothers are actively hunting down the lesser. So they're like, okay, well, we have to actively be aggressive towards them. But everybody who's recruited doesn't want to be a lesser. You know what I mean? So yeah. So I think it's more of the fear. It's like that fear of going to hell, you know, that drives them versus like <laughs> anything else. <laughs> I think it's definitely probably a lot of them. They do describe how, like in past books, how the lessers are like excited to come upon vampires. But that's probably just to stay in the Omega's favor. Yeah. 
That's what I. That's what I, uh, I feel like. It's a fear based, yeah. you know, type of thing. Not not necessarily like like if they were turned into lessers and then left on their own. I don't think they would go hunt the Brotherhood or try to find and, yeah. and kill vampires. Do you know what I mean? They'd be like lessers living their best life on the beach, sipping martinis. You know, <laughs> making more lessers. Making more lessers. <laughs> the more they marry. <laughs> uh, I. Was a little bit unhappy. We're just going to keep going with score. I was a little bit unhappy that Payne got kidnapped. Like, you know what? These brothers do have cause to put their all their females in seclusion because bitches are getting kidnapped left and right. right. I, I didn't like we that. Only, we only, we literally only know seven female characters at this point. Like, less than ten for sure. And three of them have been kidnapped. Four of them have been kidnapped now? Yeah, I think so. Like... Like I hate that's that that's a the, lot. That's a high percentage. Yeah, I don't like that that's used so much. And then and then like Zex and Pain, like two of our strongest, like physically strong female yeah. characters, both get kidnapped. Yeah. I do like the way she gets out of it. Like I was thinking there's gonna have to be a fight or she's gonna have to get saved. At least both of them save themselves. Yeah. Um and yes. I also think that the way Pain got out of it was like a little bit like soul crushing in a way for score because she was yeah it was yeah she was like you know he's like you killed my father she's like oh boo that wasn't your daddy like i'm sorry to tell yeah. you like uh-huh. i saw in the single he ain't your daddy <laughs> yeah and i love how strong she is she's like hear me now i am the daughter of the scribe version and i say it is so like ignore me at your peril <laughs> she's like i will open up a can of whoop ass right now if you don't back the fuck off i like her i liked i do like for sure she had to save herself if she had gotten saved by them i would have been or by a human i would have been so annoyed yeah also i know we're jumping to the end of the book but when she comes into the mansion on her own because because score to his credit once he realizes the truth he apologizes and says oh i'm sorry i was wrong nothing will harm you i'll watch out for you and i will let you go and he even, like, lets her go at a beautiful view because he's like, you deserve it because you're a chosen. And which I'm like, oh, another intriguing side of his character. Okay, I'm liking where he's yeah. going. Uh, and then she just comes back to the mansion, knocks on the door. And ever they describe it as everyone coming out of the billiards room with, like, their drinks in their hand. And I'm like, it's sundown. They should all be... Not there, because the second the sun went down, they should have all immediately disappeared to try and find her at all these different places. Yeah. It made no sense to it me that no they're all still drinking. I was like, what are they doing there? They should all be gone. Yeah, it didn't make sense to me either. I'm like, your sister and Vicious is so protective of her and so like over the top yeah. about it. I was like, that that doesn't make that doesn't make any sense. Like it was it was fine that while it was daylight, they were like blowing off steam. Like I'm freaking out. So like let's just play pool and try and like whittle the hours away. But I was like, at least they should have been, like, gearing up, you know? Like a four-minute montage of getting their weapons on that you see in action movies. Yeah. You know, so the thing, um, back to score real quick. So when he first came into the picture, I knew they were um, queuing him up for his own book. Because when they, whenever they say that a male wasn't willing to take advantage of somebody, so they, they make a point yeah. of saying, like, everybody was pillaging and raping but not score he didn't have the taste for it as soon as i said that i was like okay yeah you because totally. it's hard to redeem a rapist like it's really totally. hard to bring them back i've seen totally. a couple books try but it becomes yep. difficult so i was like okay they're queuing him up for his his book yeah or whatever he, he, like i didn't agree with what the blood letter was doing yeah like 
Uh, yeah. He's like, for sure. And also because he's like the, like he's, I mean, I guess now we know the names of his like little henchmen soldiers, but for sure at this point, I think he's going to have the book. Also, the reason I was thinking he was going to have a book is because they were describing how like he didn't feel like any woman ever would want him like for himself, which is why they like backlit the sex scene so that the prostitute could never see his face because he's like, no woman would ever want to have sex with me. So obviously he's going to end up with someone who is going to like see him for the inner person that he is and not care about his cleft lip that didn't ever get fixed. Yeah. Which will be sweet. I'm sure it'll be sweet. It's going to be so sweet. Also, that man can fuck fuck like a demon. So I'm like, good for her. Good for but her. But he like he fucked like a demon, but it still wasn't like it, w- it wasn't even kinky. It was still very vanilla, but also really amazing. That sexy. Oh, I meant I didn't mean demon in a kinky or bad way. I meant demon in like a like a madman, like a like a just like he's on the A level. He's it, on his A game. He's Le- it, the LeBron James <laughs> of fucking. <laughs> and she does her his future mate deserves that. She deserves all his practice. I want Score to be like the possessive type. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I mean, between all, him and this throuple. They're, <laughs> they're all pretty possessive. Okay, let's talk about possessive males. Let's let's pause on Payne and Manny, and we're going to circle back to them. Because I do think Vicious and Jane end up taking up a lot of this book. And Vicious is pretty possessive of Payne and of Jane. Um, I Okay, so... I thought there were some interesting moments okay. in their storyline. Mm-hmm. Like when he says, like, oh, I never even asked her if she is sad she gave up her human life. Or like, what kind of mate am I? I never even carved her name in my back. Like, I liked those revelations because to me those were like, they like made sense in the sense that like if you're someone who's sort of emotionally stunted at some point and very cynical, you might be like, oh, whatever, those things don't matter. And so I liked that he was like, oh, shit, like I haven't even been all the way in this. So so I liked that. Yeah. However, that isn't what happened in his book. Yes. So it was confusing. Yes. It was like a um, revisionist history because – we left Vicious and Jane as him wanting so badly to get her name carved in his back. And then they make it seem like in this book that it's like such an afterthought and that he mm-hmm. like, you know, he's not honoring her by doing it, but it wasn't he wasn't really thinking about it. He was yeah. like I was like, that's not where we yeah. left you. Like, okay, JR. And, and then and then, okay, even so remember at the end of Vicious and Jane's book, he like describes as he like tucks her into his arm. And he, like, is holding her, and they're standing, like, fused together as one, and she's fully solid and corporeal because she's up against him. And he's, like, he even says something in the book about, like, I would be embarrassed except for that it's Jane, so I'm not. But then in this book, when she comes into the billiards room at the end, uh, and he, like, describes how he smiles, and normally he'd, like, cover it up, but he's not going to anymore, and he goes over and kisses her. And I'm, like, yeah, but in the, the, like, in the in their book, he was already doing that. So, like, what happened in between that book and this book that he stopped doing it? Yeah. 
It was like they got. Okay, it's like they then, went backwards. It was weird. It was like now, if this book had been running like concurrently with his book, and you were getting more story, like this stuff was happening, yeah. then I would understand it. But it's almost like yeah. they didn't have a relationship again and had to remake a new relationship. And it felt like I agree. It very much felt like an author who realized she wrote a stupid book in Vicious's story, and that he vicious uh. and that Vicious was a badass character that she fucked up on. And was trying to do, you know, damage control for her readers in this book. That's literally what it felt yeah. like. But I don't think it okay, was a success so at all. I don't, yeah. What do you think about the fact that Butch is the one who cracks him open? Because in the in their book, it's Jane. He offers himself to Jane and lets her see him at his most vulnerable. Yeah. So I'm like, why isn't Jane just doing this again? Why doesn't he go to Jane and just say, like, I need you to work me over. I need, because I am flipping out okay. about pain. So I need this. This is one of like, the things in the book that drove me fucking nuts. You're nailing actually, it. You're nailing it right now, Bridget. Okay. I did, I did, I do want to caveat that I think that the scenes between Butch and V were beautifully written. I think that it was a lovely, but I do think it should have been Jane. I do think it was a lovely way that it was written. Yes. But I don't think it made sense. No. That it was It didn't not make Jane. sense because we left Vicious and Jane where Jane was the was the top or the dom or the D-type to yeah. Vicious, yeah. right? So yeah. in this book, it was, it was like, why isn't she topping him? And it made it seem like she very rarely topped him. She couldn't do it. Yeah. And like, oh, I'm, I I just can't go there with him. And I'm like, yeah. you've already gone there. And your response was, I'm going to hop on that dick and I'm going to ride you till you'll come, which was great. That was, it was a great It was response. great. But, but now so all of a sudden no she's sense. timid yeah. or she can't do this or yeah. whatever. It rewrote, yeah. it rewrote the strongness, I think, of her character. Um, I do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think that they could have done this in Vicious's book, like – she could have done this, but again, it was it was book three or four in the series, and maybe she just wasn't there yet. You know, as an author, she's gotten better. You can mm-hmm. we can see that she's gotten better and better as we go. Um, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, I definitely thought that um, a couple things. One, I would have loved to see Jane and Butch top Vicious. I would have loved to see both of them oh, top him. Oh, that would have been cool. That would have been great. Yeah. Also, the the scene of him being topped is like actually a very traumatic and triggering scene. They make it seem like in the end he was all all right, but he was being he was being triggered, which actually causes like panic and anxiety and not the the breaking beautiful thing that they make it seem like happens at the end. You know, him like freaking mm-hmm. out in the mask and stuff, not them not having any safe words or anything like that. I'm like, I know he's like, he's like, what are the rules? He's like, there are no rules. rules. And I was like, what? I was like, no, <laughs> there have to be rules. I was like, no. So I just want to make a note for, for the poeticness of the book. It worked out, but in real life, please best friends yeah. out there. Like, yeah, write down your limits, write down your limits have safe words, have contracts, have have great communication between you. Because for, at reading that, I was just like, I couldn't tell where the scene was going to go. I couldn't tell if it was going to end in a beautiful place or him literally just spazzing out and having a, a, a terrible, terrible experience. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like if Butch is there to help push him, like, physically, maybe in a way that Jane can't because she's not strong enough or whatever, and he's a big-ass vampire, so Butch is there to, like, beat him in a way that she literally can't. But she's there for the sexy times. 
Um, I thought the scene, you know, where Marissa sort of gives her blessing and Jane asks book. I mean, I thought all those scenes were really sweet and lovely. I didn't think they were necessary because, again, I feel like it could have been Jane. Uh, I did feel like I did feel like the book stole a lot of Jane's strength of character. Yeah. Like if this had been Jane in her book, I would not have given her five stars. Like this was like a three star Jane because yeah. she's so unsure and so like, oh, I just needed to hear that I was enough for you sexually. And I'm like, in your book, you were not worried about that at all. You were like spreading your legs like come on up here, big buddy, and let's fuck. You know what I mean? Like, there was no hesitancy yeah. from her. Or I could, And I feel like in this book, a couple of times she said something like, well, I know who I married at the beginning. Like, just come home. Everything's fine. And then she finds his leathers with all the wax and cum. And even though he's a bonded male, she doesn't immediate like she doesn't a he says I wasn't with anyone else and she doesn't believe him but also he doesn't say I was jacking off which would have been an easy solution yes um but I feel like I don't know I just feel like they're very quick to believe the worst in each other all the time and why couldn't he tell her like I was jacking off and waxing myself and winning wax on myself she knows you're kinky yeah. that's like she knows you're kinky that's like telling somebody you murdered somebody but don't, not telling them that you stole something like that don't make yeah. no sense to me you know? She's she literally not only has seen the room, she has tied you. She's dripped wax on yeah. you, bro. She's not gonna give a fuck. She just wants you to come back. Like, and I, I mean, I can understand the fact that Jane can't work over vicious like he needs, right? Just literally sure. strength. Also, I, after watching like a few different people seen, there's some that are so for me so brutal that I like they love it. The couple loves it, but I couldn't do that to another person. Like I can't do hooks or needles. Right. Or things like that right. to another person. It's just not in me. So, so you know, and then there's the, with the mask and the breath play thing, like, that's not my thing. I wouldn't want to do that to somebody else. No matter how much they needed it, I wouldn't want to do it. So I could see that, like, right. there's stuff she couldn't do. And Butch even was like, I need a drink for this. Like, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, this is going to happen because it, the only option is that you, I do this or you do it out in the streets, which isn't safe, you know. So, mm-hmm. so I can see that and I can see that Butch's love for Vicious in that moment that I like that because he's like, I'm not gay. I'm not into you that way, but I will mm-hmm. give you whatever you need mm-hmm. because you are my best friend. Um, so I mm-hmm. do, I can understand that and, and whatever and whatnot. I just think that the book took like just a real hard left and, and changed everybody's character and also regressed them. And the, the problem is that they were regressed. If it was like yeah. something in the future where they had, like it felt like they had changed because of future actions, like that would make more sure. sense to me. But I was like, did we go back yeah. to middle school? What happened just now? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I agree. And uh, you know, and speaking of aftercare, I mean, I thought the scene where he goes and he lay and Butch cries and says I'm so fucking sorry and like he like holds Butch and says thank you like I needed that. I thought that scene was Again, like some lovely scenes, but I totally agree. Did not make sense with the trajectory of where the characters were at and like how much Vicious grew in his book, theoretically. And like, I felt like this was a real step back for his character. And then Jane's character, I felt like was just totally different. Yeah. So obviously the big triggering event for V sort of going off the rails is his sister coming down, which she didn't even know he had a twin. And that his mom was, like, imprisoning her for hundreds of years. And now her back is broken and she may never walk again. And she's so depressed about feeling like she's in another cage that she 
immediately asks him, like, if I don't get better, you need to kill me because I won't be able to do it myself. Um, so, I, like, I get that that's super triggering and can throw someone off the deep end. But anyways, I just don't feel like it was done well. So this <laughs> is what happens in the paint and Manny story. Let's talk about it. So first, Jane goes to get Manny. I felt like, of course, that was going to happen because yeah. he's an orthopedic surgeon. Um, I was totally fine with it. I liked his character when we met him last. So I was down for that. Uh, I like his response when he meets her, that he's just like in awe and just like, oh my God, (laughs) you're a person, you're real? Like, holy shit. And the scene where he like gives her the card and she asks him to braid it in her hair. Like, I thought there were, it was such a cute moment, I thought. Yeah. It was super innocent, especially because he's got that man whore type or whatnot. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really cute. And they call it a plat, too. And I was like, oh, that just gives it a different feeling. Like the the words that people use are like matter, you know. And so. Yeah. And she's so I love the way she talks. Like she's so formal. Yeah. And. Oh, my God. Like and also. And I love like I just love her because. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this, but this is one of my favorite lines. No, don't if you choose uh, my I, line, I'm <laughs> Okay. Okay, tell me. I probably did it. I might have because okay. I chose a bunch, but okay, tell me. I don't know if I chose this one. Sorry. But Payne gave his palm a lick. You will do that to me again tonight. And he's like, I should be so lucky. You shall be, and so shall I. I just love that she was like, Yeah, we are gonna do it. It is gonna it happen. Is gonna happen. Like, <laughs> he's like, I hope so. And she's like, No, it will. You will do it to me. Like you will see me naked. You will have sex with me. Yes. You will eat me out again. And I'm like, yes, girl. You tell him what you want. You get it. I think every guy on the planet wishes a woman would talk to him like that because most most guys I know are like, look, we, we like it when girls come up and just ask us directly, ask us out directly. They're like, we don't know. And it makes it makes more sense to me because I think in general, as a generalization, women are more emotionally intelligent because we're taught to be from a young age, mm-hmm. right? Where guys mm-hmm. are not taught to be from a young age. So we know way more when a guy is feeling us than the reverse. Guys are like, is she, mm-hmm. is she not? Is she, is she, is that, is that a, a bit of light in her eyes? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, there was a quote uh, for Payne too that I liked, which I think the the verbiage makes this quote really awesome, which is, uh, Payne looked back through the glass at the human on the bed. Yes. I am in love with him, and if you try to dissuade me by the fact that I have not lived yet enough to judge, I say unto you, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. I was like, yes. (laughs) So, okay, so unsurprisingly, they have to wipe his memory, and they send him back into the real world, and then he almost, like, loses his mind because he's dreaming of her and thinking of Jane and keeps having these massive migraines, and... After literally a week, he ends up getting put on extended leave (laughs) because everyone's worried that he has, like, a brain tumor or something like that. Um, So when Vicious realizes that Jane is going to help Payne end her life, he's like, give me two hours, swear on, like, our blood, and he goes to get Manny because he knows that his sister likes Manny. And as much as he doesn't like it, he knows, like, she might stay for love. And my favorite thing about it is, so he brings Manny back, releases all of his memories. But my favorite thing about it is when Manny's like, oh, well, you brought me back to be her doctor. And he's like, don't be fucking ridiculous. That's not why I brought you back. (laughs) 
And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, why else would you bring me back? And he's like, duh, like, because she likes you. And I just thought that was like the funniest moment. Like, don't be fucking ridiculous. Like, we didn't need another doctor. Like, (laughs) she likes you. But my favorite thing is that the reason that she ends up deciding not to kill herself isn't because she has a crush on Manny. It's because Manny shows her the world and shows her, like, you're not going to be trapped in this room all by yourself doing nothing. Like, look at these guys. They have no legs, but they're athletes. They they have fierceness. They have pride. They have families. They have children. Like, And he shows her, like, what life can be yeah. and that she can still live. And that's why she decides to live and also why she starts to fall in love with him. Um, Because I think if he had come back and then she was just like, oh, I'm not going to kill myself anymore because he's here and I want to kiss him. I would have been like, that's magic dick. (laughs) Magic dick. (laughs) But I really liked when he showed her his friend who's the wheelchair marathoner. And uh, then, you know, she's like, well, make the computer move. And he's like, you do it yourself. Like, you can do all this by yourself. Yeah. I liked that. I, I did think that it was a valid point that Vicious had with Jane when he's like, you're jumping the gun. Like, <laughs> he's like, you're a doctor. You know she's been locked in this room for, you know, all this time. Like, there was other options yeah. before you were like, sure, I'll yeah. help you euthanize yourself. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I mean, he did say, like, why didn't she show him the, her these pictures? Yeah. And why didn't she take her out of this room? And I was like, that's fair. It's a valid point. I do, I do think for sure her judgment was, again, I don't feel like she was the same character in this book as she was in her original book. But I also feel like her judgment was clouded because she was worried that, she she knew like vicious wouldn't recover from doing it himself. Yeah. But and that pain was gonna like hurt herself in some way. I mean to make it happen. That's really But yeah, I do agree. That's really true. But it, Jane it seemed fast. Jane was always the voice of reason. They talk about her I being agree. so methodical and so calculated in how she moves that to me, I yeah. think Jane would have thought about different options before I breaking out the syringe. I thought that that I felt contrived to me as an argument between them and a way for them to have like like uh, yeah. friction in the book. I didn't I did not yeah. think even if she was clouded, I did not think it was in her character uh to do yeah. that right away. Like Yeah. Yeah. Even in her dealing with Zex and her rape in the last book, totally different than the way she dealt with pain in this book. Yeah. Totally. Just different. like just her care even. Cause she didn't say like like, I don't feel like she was like, I, you know, I understand. I've had other patients who have wanted to kill themselves. And here is what I'm going to tell you. Like, let me lay this out for you medically. Yeah. I just felt like it was, I didn't like it. I just didn't like it. I didn't like her character in this book, Johnny. I didn't like it. <laughs> so let's go back to pain. What did you think about pain magically healing herself, especially sort of in the sexual relation to Manny? Um. Okay. So... I didn't hate this, and I thought I would. I, I didn't hate. I didn't hate yeah, it. I, was, I didn't hate it. I bought it. I was okay with it. I bought it. I, I bought it. I'm like, your mom is God. Like, you know what I mean? And then I like the fact that a lot of times with sex and stuff like that, there's a lot of people who talk about how you're able to reach a higher level of consciousness during sex specifically mm-hmm. so and orgasm mm-hmm. specifically. So the fact that when she was aroused, that's when this light came out, or it just means that's when she was first able to access it. You know, um, and so I didn't I didn't hate it. I, I kind of bought it. I was like, you know what? He brings out the mm-hmm. light in you like 
Hey. <laughs> I totally bought it too for a few reasons. One, Vicious, because he's his mom's son, gets the visions and he has the hand, the glove hand that can like burn anything. But also it heals Butch. Yeah. And it takes, so I was like, it makes total sense to me that she can heal. Because then eventually she heals the horse, Manny's horse. Yeah. And I also like what you said about like, this is the first time that she's been, aside from like the time that she was on earth for a short time killing the blood letter, this is the first time she's ever been on earth. So she wouldn't need it up in sanctuary. And like, you're totally right. Like when you're getting it on, that's like your mind is free. Like you're not thinking, you're not controlling yourself all the time. Because then later when she's with Score, she like lets the radiance shine out on purpose. Like she burns away the manacles and she's able to shone like because she can now access it fully. So I was totally down for it. I was totally down for it. I actually thought it was really funny that she was making Manny younger, like (laughs) accidentally, because she was so happy with him when she was like hugging him in bed and squeezing him all night. She was like making all of his aches and pains go away. And I was like, why did I marry my husband and not pain? Because (laughs) I want someone to make all of my aches and pains go away every night too. That sounds awesome. Hey, there's still opportunity for a throuple. I mean, you and Leo on pain, baby. (laughs) I support it. Yeah. (laughs) I did think it was a stupid reason for him to not want to be with her, though. So dumb. You know when you want to jump into a book and and just, like, sucker punch someone? Like... (laughs) Yeah, it made no sense. I was like, they just wanted to have one more, like, uh, like I felt like they just wanted to have one more obstacle. Yeah. Like, I felt like that should have been the moment when they got together, yeah. and then the last obstacle was, like, fully bringing him into the world. Like, fully moving him into the mansion, fully making him a surgeon. Yeah. I, um, I kind of, fi- I like, okay. Because they just wanted a they just wanted a reason for her to be alone on the streets so that she could meet Score. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason that that happened. This is the first book. So Jr. said that like um, whenever she tries to write against her visions or her dreams that she has, mm-hmm. it doesn't like work out. The story stop or dry up. This book, I feel like she wrote against her vision. Like she needed mm-hmm. to make certain things make sense that didn't make sense before, and she needed to redo Vicious's book. And so this is the mm-hmm. first book I feel of hers that felt contrived. This is the first book that I feel like she thinks I'm an idiot when I'm reading it. And that's like what I didn't like about this book. Every other book, every time I thought they were going to have a conflict in a certain place, she bypassed that and didn't go the standard, like, you know, real tropey way mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. This one specifically, mm-hmm. I feel like she did. So I also feel like in Zex's book, the exact same thing happened to Jane in this book. Like, it's just a repeat of Zex's story about her getting taken by somebody who's not impotent, or, you know, or whatever. And, like, like that was, like, a parallel for me that was too too soon. Zex's book was only two books mm-hmm. ago, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, or is it two books ago or one book ago? No, it was last book. It was book. last book. It was the last it was book. one book yeah. ago. I was like, this, you just repeated yeah. the exact same thing. And why are the women always getting taken? Yeah. I did not enjoy it. And I think that... Yeah, like, they could have had that showdown on the street. Yeah. Like... Instead of him taking her, they could have joined forces, battled and killed all the lessers, and then he could have rounded on her like he was going to kill her. And she's like, who are you? And he's like, you don't even know me? Like, you killed my father. And she's like, I did not. Who is your father? You know, like, they could have had that whole showdown just right there on the street, 
Which would have been and great. And she could have been like, and then she could have come home with like blood all over her and everyone would be like wigging out anyways. Yeah. Because she can't, comes home right before the dawn and she's like, I just met Score and killed a bunch of lessers and feel like a badass bitch. Like, I feel like that would be. Yeah, instead of the same thing that so happened to Zex, which was she got sucker punched while fighting during a fight. That's literally mm-hmm. what happened to Zex. And so I, I, I don't know. This book for me made me feel like she thought I was an idiot. And then, and like, all oh, these yeah. people will buy any book I write. And so I'm going to make this, this, I'm going to make this book. My redemption. I mean, she's book. not wrong. She's not wrong she, about she's that. She's not, she's not wrong. We're addicts. <laughs> Where these people, including us, will buy any book that she writes. Uh, I, okay. So there's a few things about their story that I think were incredibly cute that I want to talk about. And also one thing that I don't remember hearing about, but I want to run by you. So, I think that it was incredibly romantic when he takes her out into the world and he like, like, she's like, oh, your car goes fast. Like, let's go. Like the wind, you know what I mean? And like, she's rolling up and down the window and he's just like so enthralled by her joy of life. And he like takes her to meet the horse because it's the only like thing that's personal to him. Like, I thought they had so many good romantic moments where they're sort of, like, he's showing her the world, but, like, she's showing him how you should live, like, with joy, with, like, happiness and gratitude for everything. Um, I did not like the fact that he was re- withholding the D. I was like, she is a grown-ass motherfucking woman. Yep. If she says, get undressed and hop in this, you need to get undressed and hop in this and stop with your nonsense, like... This is just for healing her. No, it's clearly not. You're both clearly falling for each other. And even if it is, maybe this will fix her all together. And if she says yes and she's saying please now, then I think that you should respect that. Give it to her, please. Give it to her, And he did not. And I am not going to lie. He lost more than one star for me for that. I was like, I won't hear any more of your nonsense, Manny. They don't even, even at the very, very end, Shawnee, they've already said I love you. He's already moved into the Brotherhood Mansion. She's already come back from her her day kidnapping. And he's still like, if I kiss you now, I won't be able to stop. And she's like, who the fuck who, is stopping who you? Who told you to like, stop? I'm going to need you. <laughs> what are, like, that's what I like to tell guys. Like, shh. You know, just stop. stop th- you're thinking too much. You're talking too much. Okay, a little less conversation. Yeah. A little more action. <laughs> Yeah, a little, yeah, thank you. And also, like, a little more just listening to what I'm saying and not trying to make up my own feelings for me. Thank you. For me, it's like a slight red flag. It's like, you're not hearing me. You're not hearing me. Yeah. You know, I'm sensitive about that. If you're not hearing me, then we can't, we're not communicating. And there's totally, and there's something weird about like being on a pedestal. Yeah. She is like all of the green flags. She's just like green flag, green flag. She's like, (laughs) let's do that again. Yes, you will go down on me again. You know what I've been thinking about? What you did to me in the shower. I want you inside of me. Come inside of me. Come into my body. Like, how many times does she have to bang How do I have to say this? What what way do I have to do? I got to put hot sauce (laughs) on my pussy. What what are we doing? Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing? Oh, my God. Um. Okay, the the other thing I want to talk about is when he drinks her blood a little bit, a sip. At first, I was thinking, oh, maybe he's getting younger because he drank her blood. But then I was like, that doesn't make sense because, like, 
when Rage is with Mary or something, like, why wouldn't that have been the answer for her? Or Vicious and Jane worrying about longevity, like, if they could just drink vampire blood and stay alive. That So then I was like, oh, that just makes sense. But I feel like this is the first book where I've heard anything about it being addictive towards humans. Because she says, like, don't drink it anymore because it's not good for you. You might become addicted. So I never, I've never heard that in this book series. Obviously, in other ones I have. Uh, especially yeah. especially like True Blood uh, yeah. or whatever. Um, but she's also a chosen and she's the daughter of the scribe virgin. So I wasn't sure if it was just because she has stronger blood than anybody else, mm. you know, like mm-hmm. a different type of blood per se than necessarily than the brothers do or anybody else does. I was unclear on that. It was the first time, but I okay. I didn't really know. It's like one of those facts I file in the back of my brain for later when something else comes, yeah, you know, comes out. It was interesting because we did okay. we did talk about like vicious in the last uh, podcast. We talked about did vicious ever get you know um, uh, made it? Ma- yeah, mated. Here we go. You know, no, they sure didn't. Yeah, <laughs> and they, they sure didn't. In this book, we find out they sure didn't get mated. You know, and so that fact I feel like is going to come like hit us in like a couple books. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be important down the line because she has so much foreshadowing. If you guys already know the answer, please let us know, as always, on Instagram. Yes. Uh, that would be very, very helpful. Uh, yeah, because we don't know. Um, there's not really that much more to round out about their story, except for that we find out that he might be half-brothers with Butch. Yeah, so we find out, yeah, he's Butch's half-brother. That, to me, too much. Too much. Like, see, you know what I was happy about, though, because I wasn't actually that surprised. So I didn't know he was going to be Butch's half brother, but I was not surprised that he turned out to be partial, you know, have some vampire in his ancestry because they were talking about how she kept smelling his bonding scent. Yeah. And he kept he kept thinking, like, she's mine. So I was like, oh, she's she he's like got some in. And I was you know, what, frankly, they they talked about how he's like very sarcastic like the cop and all this stuff. So I was like, uh, okay, that's fine. I was really happy though that the second he heard how, what the regression is, he's like, I'm not doing that. That sounds fucking <laughs> he's like, crazy. He's like, let's just assume we'll assume we're brothers. He's like, <laughs> he's like this. He's like, let's just assume uh, if she really wants me to, I'll do it. Otherwise, I don't want to do that. That sounds terrible. Because <laughs> I would not have wanted him to like go through it and become a vampire because again, yeah. that's like just repeating a story. Um, so I was excited that that it was a different outcome for them. I mean, was I just want to know, was Butch's father, like, or just a rolling stone? Like, are there so many other vampires out there because of Butch's dad? Like, well, I think, I think they, didn't they say that Butch's dad is maybe not even full vampire? Because Vicious is looking for his dad, and he might even be, like, a half or something. Like, he might not even be full vampire. Oh. Well, e- either way, it doesn't matter. If this, if this fool is out, you know, or was out in the streets, out. just He's fucking human. Fucking for it's like Darius. Darius had a lot of kids. Yeah, Darius is out there fucking fucking humans. And they they talk about it. even when John Matthew was out there and they were fucking and stuff. He was he was like, oh yeah, like I could get somebody pregnant. And they don't look back. <laughs> they don't go check in and see. Well, you know, they do know though when the females are fertile, because they do say that later. Like he's like, oh, do we have to? Like, do you have to like wear condoms? I forget which one of them is sleeping with one of the women. And they're like, what about condoms? And he's like, oh, I can tell you're not fertile. I would smell it. Which so Was they it a know, human woman or was it a... A human a cho- woman. Oh, okay. 
Because because when the vampires are fertile, they're in their kneading. Yeah, that's true. So everybody fuck everybody fucking knows if they're in their kneading. Doesn't Payne talk so, about so, going through her so, kneading? Going through her kneading. Yeah, alone? a lot. Uh huh. And like just having to embrace the pain. And then her mom came and just like whooshed her back up to the. So she probably didn't go through the whole thing. Yeah. That was the other thing that I was thinking about Layla moving into Layla and Quinn and Blaylock. Oh, yeah. And Saxton. So that was the thing I was thinking about Layla because now that she's going to be spending more time on this side, and Payne said it only took like a month to go through a kneading. So I'm like, Layla's going to go through a kneading. I bet you that's why Quinn is going to have to sleep with her. And have their kid because he's not going to just, like, leave her to be in pain. Yeah. That's my guess. That's my guess. Anyways. And it was weird that I he had that vision. Again, I've read, their, I've read their book, so I should know the answer. But it was so long ago that it came out that I don't remember. I mean, she does. It's in Blay and Quinn's book that, that this yeah. whole thing happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have. Yeah. That's where I stopped. I have not read The Chosen. I only got, like, a couple chapters in and I was just like, I can't. Or whatever, but <laughs> that's all I remember. Um, but uh, it was weird that Quinn had that vision of like seeing his like future child um, or whatever. Because well, that was that was from when he died. When when his uh, when when his the, the honor guard came and he died. Uh huh. So he was like seeing her so that at w- the edge of the fade. Uh, okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. That was like at the door. He saw the girl, and he. That's why he turned back. Because it was his young. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. So he was, it was almost like he had forgotten why he turned back. He could never get there. And then when he saw Layla's eyes, he remembered it. So I don't know that it was like a new vision. I think he was just like, like just remembering recalling. what happened. It's like when you have a dream right. and then halfway through the day, something triggers you to remember. Be like, oh yeah, I had that dream last night. Oh yeah. That dream was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. That's so crazy. I do think it's I do think it's interesting that he thought he could like prevent this from happening when clearly in some ways it has already happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, well, I just will never have sex with her, and so it'll never come to pass. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, 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 you have a mystical deity you have met. Like, come on. Bruh. Come on. <laughs> One of the brothers has literal visions. Like, come on. Come on. You're a vampire. Like <laughs> I'll just Get stay away together. from her. And they always talk about her just being so, so beautiful. And so, you know, I thought it, her mm-hmm. her scenes in this book were sad to me when she's like, he was like, you know, it's why so aren't sad. you going to the colony or why aren't you going with the other chosen, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, how can I? I have to make sure that I'm here for you guys. Like, and mm-hmm. four of you guys. So by the time I'm done with feeding all four of you, I'm I'm depleted. And she's like, I can mm-hmm. only go there to get repleted just in time to come back and be depleted again. Mm-hmm. You know, and nobody mm-hmm. ever... And that goes back to what I was saying before, which is like, yes, the chosen are free, but they have been trained for so long that their job is one thing. That even though she has mm-hmm. all the freedom in the world, like her only self worth comes from fe- feeding the brothers. Like if she weren't mm-hmm. doing that, what would she be doing? Is she going back to school for electrical engineering? What is she gonna do? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think that was his point. Like the other chosen are trying to figure that out. Like, what would I do? Yeah. And she's sort of trapped herself into this, like, oh, I can't go and figure it out because I'm needed. And, and, and you know, and yeah. she's still, like, holding out hope that And also that she was already it will doing change this for her. They got free, right. but she was already doing this before they got free. Well into it. Yeah. Exactly. So she's already yeah. in the cycle. And I think that 
Right. Like, she, I don't think she feels like there are much options for her. Yeah. Um, and I agree. The only thing I remember of her book was the feeling of wanting to shake her so many times. Like, come on, girl. <laughs> That's literally what I remember. That's why I stopped reading it because I was in, in her so book or in this. Oh, in her future. In book. her future book. Like, gotcha. Like, I don't. I don't remember hardly anything that happened other than the fact that I wanted her to have backbone. That's like, mm. you know, and that was only a couple chapters in. So she might have gotten it or not. I have no idea. Uh, but I was just like, I believe Layla, I girl. remember her. Layla, stop it. letting yeah. these fools tell you shit. <laughs> yeah. I did, I did like in this book that her and Quinn basically like stop lying to each other. And he's like, let's just be friends and be honest with each other. And like, I'll feed you so that you can stay here and you can like figure shit out. And, you know, I'm also trapped by like what I think I should be yeah. and and I'm actually in love with someone else and she immediately is like your friend Blay <laughs> and he's like he's like yeah and he's like oh does everyone know and it's like yeah dummy everyone knows like <laughs> but I, no one cares <laughs> be with Blay stop doing this to me I like that because she was like oh, okay cool he's like wait you that's fine with you she's like yeah She's like, I don't judge people yeah. on who they love, just how they love, you know? And I was like... Yeah, and then he's like, oh, you should hate me because I broke his heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't do that well either. Damn yeah, it. he was like, mm, drop the ball there, drop the ball. <laughs> um, I, I, So I think in this book, Quinn, for me, kind of grew up a little bit because he finally... Like, obviously, he hasn't fully embraced who he is, but I think at least now internally, he's acknowledging, like, it it's not working. Yeah. What I've been doing hasn't been working. Yeah. And I think, at least for me in my life, that's always like the first step to making any change is realizing, oh, okay, well, what I've been doing, yeah. it just isn't working. So I need to try some new things and figure out how to, you know, embrace, be more myself, change this pattern, change this behavior or whatever. But until you, rec like, until until you, you recognize really wake the up cycle. and you're like, yeah, yeah. Like after he sleeps with the redhead and then he comes home and he just feels like shit still. And he's like, okay, well, that clearly, that's it. I need to stop. Like, yeah. this is not working. It, it, yeah. it, it really, well, I think recognizing your cycle is a, a huge growth moment. I remember a friend of mine telling me um, that they would fight with their husband and then they would pack up their shit and leave go stay with their parents, you know, whatever. A couple days would, would go by. They would talk. They would come to a compromise and she would come home. And mm -hmm. she was like, we would do this. She was like, we would do this all the time, over and over and over again. She's like, one day I was there right, packing my bag and I was like, I'm going to go. She's like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to be there. I'm going to cool down. I'm going to come back on a compromise. <laughs> so she said, she just walked out and was like, look, in a couple days we're going to come together and we're going to compromise. So let's just do that now. <laughs> Like, let's skip this in-between bullshit. Let's do that now, yeah. you know? And so I, yeah. I find that uh, when he had that moment, that's what I thought of, you know? And then when he goes to see, um, to watch, you know, Blay and Saxon catches him, mm. you know, and they have that talk or whatever. Because Blay is injured and he, like, literally cannot do anything else but check on him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is so sad. He was like, you could come to the door. He was like, something yeah. in a creeper. You could just... Just come to yeah, the door. Yeah, he's like, you can just knock. Yeah. It's fine. You know, and then I, I yeah. did love the fact that Saxton knows his place in this journey. He's oh, like, I know. He's, so sad, He's though. like, I get you I for now, Saxton. and that's that's enough. And I think that yeah. that is, uh, I think that's a very powerful 
thing to say. Like he's I'm so grown up and so dignified yeah. and so wonderful. It's like in this moment, you and I, I'm like I'm offering you. We are offering each other comfort and love in this moment, and this moment will be will pass. But right now, I choose to be mm-hmm. open with you and. And love mm-hmm. you in this moment. And I was just like, damn, yeah. Saxton. Yeah. <sighs> like when he tells Quinn, I'm his lover, but not the love of his life. Yeah. Like, And I'm like, and and Quinn has been, you know, in this like week that this book takes place in, he's been uh, basically realizing like, I'm the problem and I broke Blaze heart. And if he's happy with Saxton, I should let him be happy with Saxton because I'm not ready to mate him. I'm not ready to admit to the whole world that he's mine. Yeah. And so he should be with someone who is ready to admit that and who will treat him the way he deserves. Uh, I thought their whole, I thought, I thought their whole, the whole three of them, I thought was lovely all the way through. Um, and this is from when he was spying on them. He said, uh, or spying on Blay. He was like, he'd kissed that mouth and loved it. Seen those eyes go wild. He could have had Blay first and only. But instead, his cousin. Then I was like, Quinn, you're so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. <laughs> oh, I love them. I honestly, I have said this so many times through this series, you guys, and I apologize. But I'm not apologizing because I stand by it. John Matthew, Zex, they're my faves. Followed closely by Quinn and Blaylock. So I think par- partially due to the fact that Although we haven't gotten to their book, so maybe their book is going to be wildly different than what we remember. Yeah. But partially, I think, due to the fact that we really got to go with them from, like, when they're pre-trans and they're vulnerable and they're, like, I mean, they're not children technically, but they're, they're I mean, they're not, because they're, like, 26, but they're not, they're not, like, five. But they're still children in the eyes of the vampires. They're still teenagers. And then they transition. And in each of these books, they've described the moment when, like, oh, that's the moment that Quinn grew up. Like, when when he gets his teardrop and becomes John Matthew's protector. Or when John Matthew, like, um, you know, Blay says, like, his loss of innocence is a crime. Now he's, now he's like, grown and not as innocent as he was. And, and Blay in this book, I feel like, shedding that sort of, like, uh, that unrequited love crush that he has on Quinn and realizing, like, that's not healthy for me. I have to stand on my own. I just love them. I think we've gotten to be with them through so many different stages. And they're perfect, and I love them. And if the next book is not good, Shani, I'm so sad. <laughs> First off, I'll be so sad if the next book is not good. But two, I think I feel slightly differently than you do. I think when I started, we felt the same. Like, Zex, Zex and John Matthew, Blaine and Quinn, our favorites. Quinn has, yeah. like, I think I skipped a lot of Quinn scenes <laughs> through the series in the past. And so uh-huh. um, Quinn has lost a lot of respect for me. Like, even, yeah. even in this— You forgot how mad you are at him? Yeah, like— He's such a like you know how I feel about pussy ass bitches. He's such a pap. Yeah, he's being a push. No, he's being a pushy ass. Nobody bitch. likes a pap. You know what I'm saying? And like yeah. in this book, when he goes and he finds the redhead who's not gay, by the way, in the beginning of the book, I know he finds the I redhead. Know. I was like, that's some sexual prowess right there. Yeah, like <laughs> that that scene for me was was suspect. You know what I mean? Like the guy says, yeah. I'm not gay. 
He's like, he's like, that's yeah. fine. They fi- they pick up two girls. They go in the bathroom. He's like, when hands are rolling, hands are rolling. So he that means he's going, he's touching on this dude. That dude did not agree to that. Like, and so it, yeah. that was skeezy to me. That scene was really skeezy to me. I think he, it was, and I, I totally agree. It was skeezy, hundred percent. And I think he also knows that was skeezy because. That literally, that's when he like shaves all of his hair off, takes out all of his piercings, and takes up like running and not eating as a sport, <laughs> um, because he realizes like, oh, that was too far. Like I've, I am off the deep end, and I am not who I want to be. Yeah, because I agree. I think that was skeezy as fuck. I was like, this scene. I was like, I don't remember this scene. And and then afterwards, he's like, you know, he looked at the guy. He's like, I thought you were not, you're not gay. And then they locked the door, and he's like, I rocked this world. I was like, that doesn't matter. Like, like that. Uh, yeah, that was that was a, yeah. that was scene. That scene messed me up for for Quinn a bit. I was just like, see, I was like, well, hopefully he redeems himself. I'm hoping that he book. redeems himself in the next book because right now. Like, he's at, a, like, a one for me. Like, it's been slowly okay, going down, at, down, down. At, Quinn, specifically. As, it's, as it stands, what are your favorite books so far? Um, because we are currently on book nine right now. Ooh. So tell me. Tell, or your, you don't have to tell me the book title. Tell me your favorite characters. Yeah, I can't tell you. I'll frankly, tell you. the book I mean, titles I think, are I think ours are the same, really. So I love um, Bella and Zetas. I love mm-hmm. uh, Revenge and who's Revenge? Elena. Elena. Revenge Elena. and Elena. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, yeah. And I love John Matthew and Zach's. Like, so I know people love I Butch agree. and Marissa in their book, but I didn't. I love. I, 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 you didn't love. I loved them. Butch way more than in his book. Like when it got to his. Bo- do you like? Do you like Butch and Marissa better or Rage and Mary better? Ooh. Mm-hmm. I would say Rage and Mary better than Butch and Marissa. I actually felt a lot, I liked Butch so much better when he had all that sexual tension and stuff with Vicious. Mm-hmm. So I was excited for his book and then I was a little bit <laughs> I let know. down. I was like, it wasn't yeah. like a total letdown, but it was a little bit of a letdown. I was a little bit like, oh. <laughs> um, and now that I know throuples are you know a thing, this is a throuple. We needed a throuple. And we saw, I think I, we still can get one. I think we still can get one, Bridget. I mean, Let's talk to the warden. She's not gonna. She's not gonna stop writing books ever. And so I, I assume at some point in the next hundred that she writes, there will be a throuple. <laughs> there has to be. It has to be. Make it happen. Minaj is becoming a thing. Uh, yes. I. You know what I think is interesting is I did not really like Wrath in his book. Yeah. I was. Just, I feel like a. As you said, her writing has gotten better every single book for sure. So I think that book, just writing-wise, probably if she wrote it again, it would just be better just because she's grown as a writer so much. Um, but I like Wrath every single book we keep seeing him. Yeah. Like, now that he's, like, em- sort of embraced the mantle of authority and he's just, like, even in this book when he was telling Vicious, like, you need to get it through your head because she's going to ask to fight and I'm going to let her. Like, and I'm telling you right now, I was sparring with her and all those bruises I came home with, like, she can handle her shit. And I was not holding back at all. And I just like that he's, uh, I just like him so much more now than I did when he was being a pushy ass bitch in the first <laughs> book and not, and not, wa- not wanting to be king and not wanting to sort of embrace who he is. And I like him so much yeah. more now that he's, uh, 
especially even after he became blind. I think that was really the turning point for me. Was not his actual book, but was that. Yeah, I think he's like a solid, I think he just gets more solid and solid. I don't think he's like a character that spikes for me like, uber sexy, uber this, whatever. He just becomes yeah. more respected and solid throughout the, the books, yeah. which is good. Because we all knew the first book was his, so he didn't get a good setup yeah. like the rest of them. So now he gets like right. a post totally. setup. There was like one totally. other thing. I'm going to take this back to Vicious for a minute. And please, Vicious please Butch do. and Jane. Um, because okay. there was a, a part that I did not enjoy about their um, that little BDSM thing that they did, which was afterwards mm-hmm. he he says like, oh, he doesn't need this anymore. Or like, you know, now that he did that thing and he got past those blocks or whatever, like mm-hmm. he wasn't going to have to need to like go to do this again. And then they kind of make like a mm-hmm. joke like, mm, or whatever. Um, but it's like, like, are you kinky or are you he, not, I thought bro? He, I thought, I thought he said, "I hope I'll never need it again." He's he's like, "I can't, I can't promise, but I'm gonna try and let it out in small increments so that I don't get to this point." Yeah, I thought that was what he and said. He said he said something like that, and so it wouldn't get to the point where he had to be broken like he was. But he was like, "Oh, right. I won't need to to you know do this whole thing with Butch again or whatever." And I think there was a little bit of a nod and a wink with it, but like. The thing is, I'm like, are you kinky? Are you not? Is this not? It doesn't have to be a shameful thing. You guys can be a kink couple. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they're like, it, yeah. It, the well, the he, fact that you need yeah. pain doesn't need to be something that is repressed, it's bad, or bad. I agree, or anything else. And so I didn't. I just didn't quite like that. It what? was a thing that he was hoping he wouldn't need. It's like, no, embrace that. Your girl knows that you need pain. You like to give pain. Well, like we'd like to he- read about this pain. So please. We would like to read about it. You know what I'm we would like to read about it. Well, what about when he was talking to Jane and he said, like, I still am going to want to come here with you and play. Because he does say that to Jane. He tells Butch, I don't think I'm ever going to need you to do this for me where you have to, like, break me. But he does say to Jane that I'm gonna always going to want to come here with you and play. Yeah, but I'm still slightly confused about this, right? Because never did I ever really get the impression that Jane was kinky, right? She, in her book, was like, right. when when he wanted to beat her, or she she thought that, she was like, nah, dog. No, 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 no. Right? She... Did she say no or he just never asked? He, no, he never asked, but they have her internal monologue when she walks into his playroom and she was like, no, not a chance in hell. And then he was like, You're, he, she realized he was going to do him. And then he was, she was like, oh, okay. Like, like, but her initial reaction to it was like, that's not her thing, right? So I thought that was... No, that happened in her book. Wasn't that, Elaine, wasn't that Elena's internal thing when she thought she was at Revenge's? Thing, and she was like, "Oh hell no! Where did I no, go?" No, they that's they both did it. They they both did it. But then she saw Jane there, and Jane looked like she was about to dom vicious at that point or whatever. Um, so again, Jane was topping vicious. We never. So if he's still gonna go play with with Jane, right? He's still the bottom in their thing because she didn't. She had no interest, at least in that book, of being a bottom, right, or an S type. Um, and so I'm, I'm just, I'm slightly confused in their sexual dynamic or even their kink dynamic because they don't, it doesn't have to be sexual, but like, I'm still not quite clear on how this works. Like, how is he never being a dom again? Like, is he doming other people? Is, do they have a slightly open relationship where he has 
he can do kink play but not sexual play with other people. Like, I'm confused. No, for sure not. I'm com- for sure not. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, um, but I'm confused. How is he getting his dom fixed? You don't, that doesn't just go away. Like, she didn't fix him. He's not, there's nothing broken. Things need, still need to happen. But right now, I feel like all the needs are not getting met. And so, I'm confused. I agree. I'm confused. I'm just confused. No, I, I, I totally agree with everything you said. I, I would have to go back and read that book or like find that passage to see exactly what she says. Cause off the top of my head, I, I don't remember her being super anti it. I remember her being more like, whoa, like I haven't been exposed to this. Like, I'm not sure. We're gonna, which is fair because yeah. if I went into someone's dungeon or penthouse, I'd be like, whoa, there's a lot of things here <laughs> and I do not know cause I've never done them. So you need to walk me through exactly what happened so that we can establish boundaries. Um, I, I love how your reaction is not like, whoa, no. It's like, let's talk about this. I'm open. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying. I'm not saying the door no. is closed. <laughs> I'm not saying the door is open, but it's not closed. <laughs> uh, you need to explain what's in the room. Explain to me what's happening. Uh, no, I totally agree. I think that's, again, like that was our big critique of their book was he's a dom. He keeps internal monologuing us that like all of her, her, flashes of defiance are turning him on and he's going to like show her what's up. Never does. He never doms her. She doms him twice in the books, at least that we've read so far. And now Butch has dommed him once, which is fine. You can obviously be a dom and a submissive for different people, as you've told me before. But yeah, who is he doming? And, And why isn't it her? Like one thing I feel like would have been interesting in this book is if she went with him and he was like, I need to like dominate you. I need to get all this out. Not like having someone dominate me, but I need to like, I need to get this shit out. Are you willing to be that for me? And she's like, and they like establish some ground rules. Like she's like, I mean, she's a fucking ghost, so it's not like she's going to die. But, like, <laughs> you know, but, like, maybe she, doesn't, maybe she doesn't like fire or maybe she doesn't like. I just imagine him spanking her in the boat just going right through. Right? Yeah, and she's just like, nope, nope. <laughs> dodge, dodge, dodge. Um, but, like, I think that would have been almost more interesting for not only for his character, because finally we get to see him do that, but also for her character to trust him enough because he trusted her in the last book to trust him enough that he's going to like that she's going to enjoy it and that he's going to like respect her boundaries and that he's going to like bring her to sort of the this apex of pleasure and pain yeah um which obviously it just didn't happen it just didn't i i mean let's just agree that their scenes made no sense yeah this is the continuity like, she needs a timeline on the wall. Stop trying to keep it all in your mind. We need a timeline. We need to know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> also, some of these books take course over, like, a couple weeks and stuff, or months even. Uh, this book took place over, like, five days. Yeah. Like, it was fast as fuck. Because, like, she got there. Manny got there four hours after she got there from Sanctuary. They operated that night. Then he went home, and it was like three. It was like a week later, and she or less than a week later, and she still had no feeling in her back. But let's say a week, 
So now we're at like eight days, nine days. And then he comes back and he's only back for like one night and day. And then the next night they go out. And then the next night he uh, decides he doesn't want to be with her. Or maybe that's two nights later. And then there's like one more night. So like it's two weeks max, max. this whole book. Yeah. Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very short, short timeline, <laughs> which I'm not against. I'm fine in romance novels and in movies and whatever if they fall. I don't mind. They can fall in love right away. It's totally fine with me. I was just pointing out that it was a very short. A lot happened in this book in a very sh- truncated amount of time. I wish with they all had of the different characters. Sooner, though. I needed them to get down sooner than they did. I was mad. It happened at the very end of the book. I was like, no bueno. Yes, it was no bueno, and we're gonna take a quick break. And after we come back, we are gonna see how this no bueno ness affected Manny's hero rating. We'll be right back. Hello, best friends. Thank you for being loyal listeners of Romance at a Glance. We're so happy to have you. If you'd like to support us further, head over to Patreon, where you can become one of our patrons. We've got a lot of great perks, such as merch and a super secret discussion group where Bridget and I talk to you directly about all things romance and all things nasty. So come on over. And now, back to our show. Well, we are back. Hello, dear listeners. Uh, we are ready to get our scores going. Normally, I like to give the heroines the upfront with the score, but because I felt like she was the hero of this book, we are going to do Manny first. Tell me what you thought about Manny. Okay, so I gave Manny a three. Okay, he, he lost some points for me. Um, <laughs> one, like, you know how I feel. If she says she wants it, if she says she needs, don't you keep her waiting. Give it to her, please. That's my Jamaican song. Yes. That's my anthem right there. And he always, Is that a real song? That's a real song. If she says she okay. wants it. It's like a great song. I love it. Um, I'm going to play it for you and Kira when I, when I see you. Um, yes, please. But like she keeps asking and asking and asking, and he thinks she he knows better than she does. Yep. Um, and yep. I don't like that. I don't like when a man thinks nope. he knows better than I do. So I don't like it when mm-hmm. he thinks he knows better than her. She's asking for it. He mm-hmm. wants to give it to her. She, you know, let's make that happen. Um, and then yes. he lost another point for me when he sent her, sent her away. He's like, look at me. I'm getting young and sprightly and amazing. And I'm, oh, everything is great. And I'm freaking out about it. And so we cannot be together. I was like, I know. Too thin. Too thin. Like, I actually think that's a, a point off on the author. Uh, but. In you know, I can only yeah. rate Manny here, so he gets a three for me. I was like, you lost two solid points, bruh. <laughs> two solid points. Yeah. Dude, those are my two points too, Shawnee. Are we becoming the same person? Oh, my god! I don't think so. Oh, my gosh. Usually, I know we think many different things, but I 100% agree. Both counts. I like him. I like that he stands up to V. I like that when he's in surgeon mode, he's a badass. I liked that he showed her the wheelchair and, like, that she could get out of this room, that she could live her life. Uh, but stop protecting me. I already said I want you. And he's like, if I kiss you, we're going to go all the way. And it's like, yeah, hello. That's the point. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you must get in here. You didn't get the agenda, you know, point one. Yeah. <laughs> point like, one. What kiss, are you doing? Point two, go all the way. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I gave him a three too because I was just like, you are too much of stopping something that you should already have been doing a long ass time ago. Mm -hmm. Stop being Uh, a pab. Which, let me just tell you this quote because I think this quote goes to this moment. I think this happened right after that, right? Uh, So Manny was thinking this and he's like, there was a more fundamental thing going on at the core of him. He was being a little bitch. 
And I was like, yes. Thank you for acknowledging that because I was like, pabs all the way. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's after he sends her away like an idiot. Yeah. yeah for sure. I was like, Meh. He was being a bitch. Okay, so what did you think of pain? Uh, I thought she was fierce. I thought she was full of joy being alive. She had so much, like, wonder and the way it was described and her passion. I love that she's, like, a badass fighter and she smells lessers and she's, like, enemy. And then she goes and, like, opens a can. And I love that Score is describing how she's just taunting them and playing with them. And then finally she gets down to business and just, like, whoops their asses. Um, I loved how every time Manny said anything relating to sex, like oh, I'll come if we do that. She's like, what is this coming? You will show me now. <laughs> like, I love that she's just like. <laughs> that was a great line. Just that like, was a great one. <laughs> and like, I had one of my favorite lines was from her. It was, um, I wish to be naked before you should command it. Make it so manual. And I was just like, that's right, girl. You tell him what the fuck is up. Uh, and I said, because I think she's actually the hero of this book, that she was McRadiance. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> she was, I liked her. I gave her a five. I liked her a lot. What did you think? Nice. So I gave her a four uh, for all of the reasons you said there. I thought she was a badass character. I did not think that the book gave us enough um, of, mm. of her or her and Manny. Honestly, I really felt like they were a subplot. I, I actually feel like JR should stop naming the books after a character at this point. Stop making any book about a character. It's just telling a story the way she wants to. But I think right. the fact that she says that there's a character, like, you know, that the book is about them makes you have an expectation that you'll get enough information about them. I didn't feel like I got enough information. Um, but so I gave her a four. Um, and I, I thought that she was a, sometimes a bit very dramatic when uh, <laughs> she's like wanting to kill herself and stuff like that. Like, it's only been a week, you know, and and she has a spinal injury. And I'm like, let's let's give it a moment. Um, but again, I also felt like that went to the writing. Like, I don't necessarily know that that's yeah. Payne's fault as a character as much as the writing was just not, it was, what w- wasn't there What for would me. you give the book overall? Oh, gosh, this book was like a two for me. It was not, Ouch. it was not a I, like if I could have not read this book and kept going in the series, which I had low expectations going into this book, Bridget. I knew that mm-hmm. we just got a book that we loved. So I knew that mm-hmm. the next one had to be a filler book. And so in the mm-hmm. last po- podcast, I told you, I was like, look, this, this shit is not going to be good. We already, I already know. So I had the lowest of expectations for this book and it still didn't meet my low expectations. <laughs> so overall, I gave this book a two. I thought they were a fun couple. I don't know that much about Payne. We didn't build enough with her over the course of books or whatever. We knew nothing really about Manny other than he wanted Jane, which also I don't like when, I don't really like when characters have such a obsessive love for another character in a book that they don't get and then have like a romance later. It's not like a trope that I like. You mean like like V and Butch and then he automatically becomes mated to Jane? (laughs) (laughs) oh my god good times okay so i totally agree i i would give this book like a three three and a half maybe um i did like i did like some of the things and it's such a fucking long book it's hard for me to give a book a two when of the 500 pages like i liked like 300 you know (laughs) it's just it's like i like you know three out of five three three out of five of this book um I do agree with you. I think it would have been nice if this book had been perhaps like Quinn and Blaze book or a 
someone else's book. And then Payne was like, we had an extra book to get to know Payne yeah. before, because I do think that would have helped. Um, I do think that would have helped just feel the depth of the of being happy for her that she found someone. Because um, we did get a little bit of her last book in sort of the sanctuary. Um, but it would have been nice to have like one more book to get to know Well, we her. only got to know her between Wrath and the Virgin Scribe. You know, like her and Wrath fighting and the, the Chosen situation. So it was very, I feel mm-hmm. like it was very Yeah, her limited. talking to Layla and but, no one. But right, how good exactly. would it have very been? Limited. It would have been so good if during all of Blay and Quinn's book, she's paralyzed. Like, now it makes sense why she wants yeah. to commit suicide because, like, sure. a, a month at least has gone by. Or, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, and the sure. angst of that and people visiting her and her not being, you know, like, that for me right. would have built up enough, uh, you know, for, yeah. for her to be like, you know, I want to commit suicide. Right. And for Jane. She and did. For Jane to have exhausted other options before. Sure. And then it makes sense sure. that Jane, as a doctor, was like, okay, like, my patient has the right to die if they want to die. But after a week, I'm like, girl, right. you want this girl out of the picture. Like, after a week. She was held captive by her mom for 200 years, and she was aware the whole time. So I will give her a little slack in the sense that she spent literal centuries uh, I do agree that no one tried to tell her yeah. that she doesn't have to live in a tiny room and that she could like be up eating with the rest of the exactly. Brotherhood like I'm, I'm not mad. Stuff, I'm not totally mad at her wanting to commit suicide because she was kept for 200 right. years in stasis, right? And then she right. and then locked up in in wherever the chosen are, right? In the fate, where are they? In the fade. Um, but she was, and then even when sanctuary. She, <laughs> oh, the sanctuary. <laughs> um, so so. Uh, but yeah, so she's locked up in the sanctuary, and that also was a prison for her. So she's gone prison to prison, right. and she's such a fighter and such a person who wants to be out there on a horse and blah, 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 whatever. Um, and so I didn't think that it was terrible that she was depressed and wanted to commit suicide. I think that the month time would have been given Jane. Right. It would have been nicer. Yeah. Sure. Sure. You know, it would have, and it would have made sense her argument with Vicious now wouldn't have felt contrived. It would have been like Jane exhausted all the things she could to get pain out of Mm -hmm. this situation. Now, Mm -hmm. now there's nothing else. And she knows that V is going to do it. And so she's trying to beat him to the punch. That would make sense to me. and even V's, like, escalation would have made sense because it's, like, a whole month of the pressure just building and 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 building. And, like, he's trying – they're trying everything and nothing's working. She's still depressed. She still doesn't want to live and he doesn't know what else to do uh, for sure. I think yeah. – even if they had just added a month into – I mean, they could have just said it has been a month. Yeah. They could have just li- – I mean, they like, they did like, why does it matter? They could have just – could. it's been six months and she's still, like, not walking. Um, they didn't have to make it like a week. It could have been quite some, quite a bit of time, which I agree. Would have, even just saying it had been a month since the surgery that he fixed her back would have been fine. Yeah. But I'm done, done for that. All right. Did you have any other favorite lines? I know we mentioned a couple within the episode. Did you have any others? Uh, this is a long I did. book. A lot of good lines. I also did call Manny um, a literal McDreamy. Uh. Aw. <laughs> He was. He was. He was. He was quite literally a McDreamy. I um, like the scene when that teenager hits on him and he's like, I'm 45. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite line, I have two more favorite lines. Uh, Tell me. One is, I have no words, 16 languages, but no words. Vicious. That was a good one. That was a, that good, was one. a good one. I like that, that one. That's a good one. That one's going to make a card. I liked when the king said, 
you're the one who's pains. And I was like, yep, that's right. Yep. He is pains. Mm -hmm. That's right. She's the alpha. That's right. In general, and that was that was Wrath who said that. I almost feel like they should switch names in a way. Like she should be vicious and he should be pain. My other line, right? I like that. You know, Um, but um, so my other line is, um, "Love can conquer everything but reality, which will win every stinking time." And I was Mm -hmm. like, "Yeah." I liked that. I liked that. Except. I think that you can change your own reality and you can you can choose to view reality in a different way. You can. So like, yes, love can't conquer reality, but like you're the one who gets to say what your reality is. It's true. And I think this book, literally the lesson of this book was like, Manny needs to like grow the fuck up and think about it in a different way and then everything is fine. Yeah. So... I do like that line. I think it was really well written. However, I just fundamentally disagree with it. <laughs> well, I always remember my mom telling me when I was a kid, she's like, love is all well and good, but you you ain't got no finances to go with that love. She's like, that love will fade. Mm. It'll fade so fast. And she's not wrong. She's she not wrong. That, I mean, dude, they say they say poverty is a, uh, and financial problems are the biggest breaker upper of marriages and couples. Oh, yeah. And I totally agree because that stress of like how you're going to provide is huge. And then I think you add kids on top of that and it's like, oh, my kids might be out on the street. Like, which mm-hmm. the craziest part of that whole scenario, though, is that you end up financially worse. Totally. After, you should always stay together. Yeah. After you break <laughs> up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so it's, totally. it's a kind of a thing where I, and also it's like it's interesting, too, because like I as a person need very little. I have very little bills, like, and very little expenses, right? But I'm not fancy. I uh-huh. be rolling like a bum everywhere I go. You know, I'm always in my onesies, <laughs> you know? But I have a sister who is ultra fancy. Ultra. Yeah. I mean, she got to have the nails. She got to have the hair. She got to have the everything, you know? And so right. there was a certain point where we both entered the same scenario. And, you know, we had both the same amount of finance, both the same amount of everything. And I was happy as a clam, and she could not hang. Like she quickly mm-hmm. left because she was like, can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> I have a standard of living mm-hmm. that I want, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think like in, in love and couples, if you guys have a very similar idea of your standard of living, if it's super fancy and you mm-hmm. both want to be super fancy, then that's great because you'll mm-hmm. start your work towards that mm-hmm. and, and vice versa, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very interesting. It is. It is hard if you have mismatched spending. Yeah. Because we had to, me and my husband had to have conversations about that when we got together about what things we were willing to spend our money on, what things we felt like were worthwhile splurges, what things we had to consult the other person before purchasing. So like if I want to buy something that's under $100 or he wants to, like we don't even run it by each other because we're in a financial place where we don't have to. And also we typically don't just like buy random shit. I mean, my husband does more than I do, but like I don't really buy stuff unless I actually need it. Um, But we also don't – I don't have to say, like, oh, hey, I'm going to get my hair cut and I'm going to pay to get it colored. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to know. Yeah. Um, Because I'm also not someone who's just, like, cash buying Louis Vuitton (laughs) bags and, like, really expensive stuff. I'm buying, like, I want Chipotle for lunch instead of making my own PB&J sandwich. That's, like, my my idea of splurging. Um, But we do, like, any time that we're, like, oh, I'm buying a new computer. Like, we need to talk about it. Or, oh, I want to get, like – I want to get this thing. It's a few hundred dollars. Like, let's, do we need it? Like, should we look for other options? 
because, uh, like, he definitely more so, like, I'm very frugal um, as, like, my base level, and he's much more like, if we need it, let's buy it. And we've had to come to sort of a middle ground of, like, okay, but do we need it or do we just <laughs> want it? Uh, and it's, it is it is tricky sometimes because there's definitely things where I'm like, I think we don't need that. And he's like, no, I think we do need it. Or vice versa. I'm like, this would make my life easier. And he's like, I don't think it's going to change your life at all. So we do have to have a little bit of sort of give and take. But it, I think it would be tough being with someone who has really, really bougie taste because your money goes so much faster. Oh, my gosh. So like, even if you make, even if you make a lot of money, like even food, food is really expensive, especially if you eat out. And very occasionally, very occasionally, we'll go to like a really nice restaurant. Like, oh, we really want to get like fancy steaks once a year or something like that. And we could afford to go more, but then we would be spending so much money on that. <laughs> and it's like, like if you like nice things, like nice clothes, even. Ridge. Like if I go buy, if I go buy new clothes, I go to Target or yeah. I go to Ross, dress for less, or I go to like Old Navy or whatever, somewhere where I can just like buy some things. Uh, but I'm like, man, if I really needed to have like Kate Spade, whatever, and like labels on labels, I would be so much poorer than I am now. I would look nicer. And you know I want to get fake eyelashes so that I never have to wear mascara again. <laughs> but <laughs> And I'm looking at my nails right now and they look horrible and I want to get a manicure. But – yeah, I, I'm just happy that I, I, I don't lean towards the bouche. I will say that my book budget is the book budget has been a problem <laughs> that I, that I have to remain aware of. I'm a huge, huge public library goer uh, because if I wasn't, I would be spending like, I don't know, five hundred dollars a month on books. Like, oh, it's insane how much you can spend on books. Yeah, so I have had to and, like in my book budget. My, yeah, like when I met my partner, he was a huge gearhead. I mean, he's not not still a gearhead. He is a huge gearhead. Are you good? Okay. Yeah, I have fifteen minutes. Okay, so we should we'll just wrap, wrap it up. It up. Okay. I'll do my last my tangent. Uh, so yeah. when I met my partner, he was a huge gearhead. He's still a huge gearhead, but we um, had to quickly come to like a realization where he won't buy anything for a long time, but then he'll drop like. $2,500 on, on a new, you know, whatever compressor thing or whatever kind of gear he's looking at um, and not tell me or not, you know, when we first got together. Um, and we quickly had to, like, nip that. It was like, no, we need to be on the same page. So we got, like, a budgeting app where we could see each other spending and that sort of thing um, and where we had, like, okay, anything over the X amount of dollars, like, we need to consult each other for. Um, mm -hmm. and it's funny because I think like even my spending, I had to check my spending cause I'll spend a lot of little, you know, he'll spend one huge thing and I'll spend a lot on little things. Um, mm -hmm. so having to check that. And then like recently I had like a whole budget overhaul instead of having limits on spending. Um, cause I was trying to find out how I could with my partner, um, have us be more conscious spenders. Um, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to be the the warden of the the pocketbook, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I made this mm -hmm. list of like 10 questions and it was like, um, if you need to buy anything, like anything at all, go through mm -hmm. these questions first. 
You know, question number mm-hmm. one: Are you high? That's the first one. If you have no, <laughs> are you high? <laughs> <laughs> two, two. That's is such it, a good one. Is it after ten p.m. Right? <laughs> yes. Like yes. You know that late night spending. But I went into Amazon mm-hmm. and I looked at the times we buy stuff, how much we bought, like. Yeah. You know, the price in which we did, you know, stuff we could have gotten, we could have borrowed, stuff we only needed one time, stuff that, you know, mm-hmm. and I saw that stuff. And so I, I made my questions based on that. So it's like, can we borrow this from someone? Have we asked our network of people that we know if they have an extra one of these things? Like, and so mm-hmm. now instead of being like, no, you can't do this, it's just like, no, you make the decision on your own. But here is a list of questions that we should probably exhaust before we just Mm -hmm. purchase something, especially over a certain amount of money, you know? And then at at the very end, it's like, okay, if it's like more than, you know, a grand, let's talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But in general, like, it's hard to get through these questions uh, or whatnot. (laughs) It is. I mean, even your first one, like, are you high? Like, is it after 10 p.m.? And it's like, uh, don't judge me. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, do you, can you just ask a friend to borrow it once? Because even right now, I actually just asked this like mom group I'm in because we're going to uh, Tahoe and I have a like 18 to two year, 18 month to two year old snowsuit, but Kira's a little tall for it. So I was just like, I need to just borrow one for the weekend. I don't want someone's for their whole life. If they're saving it for their next kid, I just want it for five days. And then I'll just give it right back to you. <laughs> we live in Los Angeles. I don't need it for more than five days. And I don't want to go buy one. I just want someone to just borrow theirs. So I'm hoping someone will have one. Otherwise, she can just wear the small one and it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I do agree with you. that You should send me that list. I probably need it. Me and my husband buy way too many things that we don't <laughs> I'll send it to you. Um, it's carefully it curated. Okay. I have a favorite review. It is not favorite because I agree with her rating. Okay. It is a favorite because of one section, and I would like you to choose it out because I think you'll know what it is. Okay. It is from Blackie Romance Addict. She gave it five stars. She said, this was such a romantic book. I must say I loved Manny and Payne's story. Heart emoji. What made it even better was a side side story containing vicious. Fantastic. Smiley face. The new bad guys are irritating as hell, and I had the same urge to skip them as I do the lessers. Frowny face. But overall, I love this one. Heart emoji. Yeah. Wait, everyone, are you skipping the lessers? Is that just us? Did we ask the people this yet? Tell us. Tell are us. you skipping lessers? They are skipping the lessers. Everybody's skipping the lessers. That you is think the, everyone's skipping? That's the oh, most uninteresting speaking- part. And the lessers weren't even, like, in this book. In this book. Like, at wait, all. What? what about... We didn't even talk about this because I just didn't think it was relevant, didn't care about it. But I think let's just quick touch on it. Did you feel like this the whole thing with Jose de la Cruz and his new partner? You're like, is the whole point that at the end his partner witnessed the murder? Yeah. So I, I don't understand. Like I, I thought he was going to become a lesser. I did. He's like a killer. I did too. So I was like, oh, maybe he's going to be a new lesser boss or something. I I didn't know where where what he like because they spent a lot of time on that story, following the mur- the human murder of all those girls. Yeah, him punching the photographer. So it's coming into play. Then we found out his dad's a murderer. I mean, the way I see the way Jr. writes is that she writes like three books in advance. So 
whatever is happening in this book, we're going to find out three books from now, it's really going to like bloom. So it'll still be, I think, a little Maybe. bit lead up, a little more lead up with them in the next book and then bloom in the in the third one after that. But like, what? I don't understand. Okay. I don't understand. Like his partner, them talking about the dark side of his partner, him going to kill the guy and then the guy getting right. killing someone else. I, I don't know who's relevant. Killed by throw. Well, I think Throw is relevant because well, Throw, throw has is to be like relevant. his scores second in command. His sister was brutalized and butchered, which is why he exacted revenge because he didn't get to exact. He had score exact revenge on his behalf. I mean, honestly, I think it could be like the couple from the last book who were in the paranormal uh, hunting. They're never coming back. That paranormal couple's never coming back. They were just there to introduce us to murder again. Again. So I'm wondering if Vallecchio is just never coming back. And the only reason he was there is to like show that he had a potential dark side and then, uh, and then basically witness a real monster, yeah. <laughs> which kind of shocked him out of it. And he was like, whoa. And he actually keeps the guy alive. Yeah. Or tries to at least and calls for the paramedics. I don't know. It'll be interesting yeah, to see if he's in it again. We'll but see if he's I have a hunch one. that he's. I have a hunch that he's just like not even inter- in it anymore. I feel like she gave us too much information about him. Like that's what I think. I don't like is like if this character is not important to the story, don't give me too much backstory and information. I don't care. Don't just fuck, move man. on. Just we have a lot of people to keep track of right now. So we many. don't need any more. I, every time a new person comes, I'm like, how are they important to this story? And I'm like, I really hope they are because I really feel like I'm wasting my time. Not getting through yeah. this part of the story, and these word these books are so wordy that like yeah. every word counts. I think at the end of the day, yeah, you know. And I feel like yeah. she could have cut like this out so much. And whoever edited these book, I feel like they they, I feel like she needs a better editor because there's a lot in here. I feel like that could have been edited and tweaked with a, like a good editor. But also, she does seem like mm-hmm. she's kind of um, stubborn. Like an editor would be like, hey, how about we change this? And she's like, no, I dreamt this shit, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> also, there was like a one quick thing, which is like um, uh, Butch in this book, they actually sometimes gave him a Boston accent and sometimes not. And it was not I hate when good. she writes it out. Oh, she did she write it out like like that with like a... Most of the time it's written as a normal thing. Um, and then occasionally she will write it out like G-A-H as, you know, or like L-A-W-R-D or whatever, like Laud you know, or whatever. Um, oh, that must be what happened. He was so, reading the parts yeah. that she wrote like that. Okay. Right. It was terrible. To like, almost like, almost like remind you that he has a Boston accent or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so sometimes she writes it out sort of phonetically the way a Boston accent would sound. Okay, so that's what happened because he would do Butch in a total flat tone, and then every so often he would go into a Boston accent. And I'm like, why? Yeah, why? he'd be like chowder. Yeah, like I was like, why did why is this happening right now? I don't I don't support it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. it's the way it's written. <laughs> All right. So All right, what's your favorite review? My favorite review. Um, I, there was actually much better ones. There was a girl who really spelled out all the inconsistencies between this book. And uh, V's original book, which I really loved. Um, Mm -hmm. But I picked this one because it was shorter. (laughs) Uh, So this is by (laughs) Andrea Ninja Bune. Um, And it says, seriously, people, first off, BDB books are addicting. However, this one completely missed the mark for me. It really had me feeling that every relationship is recycled, 
Vamp bonds with females, in this case, female vamps to male. Growling ensues, sex, 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 sex feelings. Hard cocks springing out of pants. And finally, the lovey-dovey conclusion. Snooze. Secondly, I will continue the series like the fucking addict I am. <laughs> uh, uh, that's great. That's really good. So, well done. Great review. That was. I was like, that summed it up without all the like specifics. <laughs> all right. Well, fam, fam, fam. Dear listeners, this has been a long one. We had a lot to talk about. We had a lot of feelings. We had a lot of emotions. If you disagree, as always, please let us know. Defend, defend. If you have different opinions, we yes, want to hear them. Please. And until next week, may your books be your lover. And your hand your best friend. Yowza. See you next time. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.